1: He's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's the Mark K Show. Listen, like, share. Hashtag nailed it. Happy Monday. It's the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. Thanks for joining me today. Wow, this is this is gonna be a fun day. I'm really excited about today. A lot of stuff happened over the weekend that that I want to talk to. Some of it good, most of it horrible. And uh, it's the horrible stuff that really, you know, makes this show what it is. That's that's it. You know what? That's probably I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. You know what you're going to hear? People are going to say Mark Hay just said his show's horrible. No, it's not. Uh, But there's three big things uh, that we should talk about today. Three. I am now terrified of all trucks. I'm now, I don't know about you, but I'm now terrified of all trucks, as you sh- probably should be. If if you're not aware of the danger now that, that, uh, that lurks behind the wheel of a semi-truck, uh, let me tell you all about the latest terror attacks that show us that trucks are the new enemy. Plus, Two. Trump is turning the entire world upside down yet again. Get this, the Chinese, they now want to bring their jobs over here. A million of them. I'll tell you what's in store for the Trump economy. And one, Meryl Streep took what was supposed to be a huge celebration of her illustrious career and her artistic accomplishments, and she turned it into, guess what? Can anyone guess? You want to guess? Who wants to guess? If you guessed a televised Trump-bashing tirade... <laughs> You're absolutely right. Congratulations. Pat yourself on a block. We're going to start on the back. Uh, we're going to start there. But uh, that reminds me, by the way, today's episode is brought to you by the official Defeat Hollywood t-shirt, which I am modeling for you today. If you're watching on Facebook, you can get your uh, official Defeat Hollywood t-shirt. Uh, let me just show you the website here because it's, it's fancy at teespring.com slash Defeat Hollywood. Meryl Streep, Charlie Sheen, a ton of other Hollywood star- stars, they're attacking America, folks. They're attacking you. They're attacking me. They're attacking Donald Trump. In fact, they've gone through to great lengths and, and spared no expense to try to not just get Hillary Clinton in office, but once they realize they failed miserably, try to overthrow the the Republican government that we put forward and try to basically make the will of the people... The will of the people, which was decided way back uh, on Election Day, they've tried to make sure that they've tried to overthrow that and obstruct it. And they've done any everything they can to make our American system of government obsolete. So if you don't, they're using the press, they're using YouTube, they're using everything at their disposal, uh, and and they're not going to stop. This is just the beginning of it. This is just the beginning of it. And Meryl Streep, again yesterday, showed us exactly how petty and how how annoyed Hollywood is and how powerful they think that they are and how entitled they think they are to not just share their opinions with people who tune in for entertainment, but also how much they think they are being victimized it's really it's really interesting to watch the golden Globes I don't watch the golden Globes by the way I was why well, I was doing my show last night and a lot of you were watching and a lot of you were listening and I appreciate that and we had a great time we had a great time a lot of you after the show by the way went and downloaded the podcast and uh, remind me to, to talk about that and the and the uh, and the big inauguration celebration that I've got planned the 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 Deplora box a lot of folks I have not yet heard about the Deplora box we're gonna get to that but anyway so I wasn't watching the golden Globes and from what I read this morning and from what I Online, I didn't. I didn't miss a whole heck of a lot, but one of the things I did catch was Meryl Streep's speech, and it shocked me for two reasons. Number one, because she received the Cecil B. DeMille Award last night. Cecil B. DeMille, one of the greatest filmmakers in our history. The Cecil B. DeMille Award is designed to be given to someone to celebrate their uh, their lifetime achievements in film and cinema, and the and the art of acting. And Meryl Streep, don't get me wrong, amazing actress wonderful, wonderful actress, really talented, has done some really incredible things. Some of my favorite movies star Meryl Streep. This is going to sound weird. I'm a huge fan of The Devil Wears Prada. Whenever it's on TBS or HBO or whatever, I try to catch it. I try to catch it. I, I, do, I enjoy that movie immensely. And w- one of the things that uh, that might that might shock you, but for those of you that really know me, that's probably not shocking at all. And I love watching Meryl Streep and all her films. But one of the, the things I don't like is when somebody in Hollywood be- <laughs> becomes upset about something that really is, they should have no reason and no business being upset about. And I don't like when actors try to play the victims because there's nothing about Meryl Streep or anyone else in that room that screams victims. If you watch, here you have a group of individuals, all of whom make well over six, seven figures. There's not a person in that room who doesn't have a net worth of more than six figures. Uh, many of them don't even work nearly as hard as you and I do. Okay, as hard as you do. I'll, you know, I'm, hey, I'm keeping it real here, folks. I know, <laughs> I know what I do every day. But, you know, they sit around, they, they live in mansions. When they go to work, there's free food they're they're catered catered uh you know buffets of of cheese and crackers they get coffee they get whatever they want they don't have to pay for their travel they don't have to pay for their own gas they get cars to deliver them here and there they go to parties there, every time they have a meeting, it's at some expensive lunch where they're eating sushi and filet mignon and salmon. And when they go and travel for work, they're put up in five-star luxury resorts, again, that they don't pay for. They get spa treatments. They get to go to the gym for free. The studio pays for all their wardrobe expenses. These people live glamorous lives. There is nothing, nothing hard at all about any of these people's lives. And now they, they go to this hotel, this fancy hotel, and they sit around and they eat more free food and they get more chocolate. I not even saw the boxes of lint chocolate. They're stuffing themselves with all this, these free goodies and champagne, man, the Golden Globes, they're getting ripped. Don't think they're not. They are at the Golden Globes for two reasons. Number one, to pat themselves on the back and number two, to get ripped. And I'm not saying that's bad. That's great. I, if I could do it, I'd be doing it. If anyone ever nominated me for an award, I'd be right there in the front row eating free chocolate, getting champagne, saying, Woo, I'm great. What I would not be doing is trying to pretend by any stretch of the imagination that I was a victim or that I was being vilified or that in any way, shape or form, I was being attacked, especially when I'm standing on stage holding a gold award that has been given to me above the hundreds of thousands of other actors out there who would lo- who'd be, who would kill to be in my spot. And that's exactly what Meryl Streep did. She took the opportunity, when she should have been thanking people for recognizing her and recognizing what she's done for society and for the film industry, she took that time instead to attack Donald Trump and you and me and our American political system. Uh, here's how she started.
0: You and all of us in this room really belong to the most vilified segments in American society right now. Think about it. Hollywood, foreigners, and the press.
1: Now, that got got a lot of laughs. That was a big laugh line for her. That was a big laugh line, got a lot of applause. I'd like to point out that is one of the most self-serving statements I've ever heard in my entire life. The three most vilified segments of society, Hollywood, foreigners, and the press, which, (laughs) I mean, I'll be honest with you. I am a conservative talk radio host. Uh, She doesn't know vilified until she's sat in this chair for a couple of hours. And she wouldn't because it's not, it's not cushiony. It's kind of, it's It's hard metallic. It's not comfortable. It's not comfortable at all. Also, it's not in a big mansion. It's in a little tiny house. Uh, But she does not know what it's like to be be vilified or victimized. She doesn't know what it's like to be attacked just because of your political beliefs. Well, she does today. (laughs) If She goes on Twitter. She doesn't know what it's like to wear a T-shirt that says, I don't know, Trump and walk out of a Waffle House and get beaten with a crowbar? She doesn't know what it's like to be kidnapped and tortured and bound and gagged and have your face stuffed in a toilet just because you're white and, and, you, uh, and you support Trump and you're autistic and you're an easy target? Vilified? Hollywood, I go to the movies... I see all these people plunking down way too much money for films that are basically the same thing over and over and over again. Hence, Star Wars Part 8, uh, Fast and the Furious Part 7. Uh, God, I mean, I don't even know how many Iron Man Marvel movies were on. And I'm not saying that's bad, because I'm part of the problem. I go to the films. I buy the expensive popcorn. I download it on Netflix. I pay for my cable. And I, and I watch all these shows. And I get entertained by it. But, but don't try to tell me that you're vilified. Because of it, people adore Meryl Streep. If you don't think people adore Meryl Streep, go on your Facebook page today. Go on your Twitter and say something negative about Meryl Streep and you will see how adored this woman is. Again, great actress, American icon, villain. I don't think so. She doesn't know what it's like to have a major candidate for presidency call her a deplorable and everyone else like her. And as far as foreigners go, I'm, I'm really kind of annoyed with this whole concept of people saying that foreigners are being attacked because foreigners are not here. Listen, listen. Here's what she says again.
0: You know, what is Hollywood anyway? It's just a bunch of people from other places. Well, Hollywood is crawling with outsiders and foreigners. And if we kick them all out, you'll have nothing to watch but football and
1: mixed martial arts, which are not the arts. Now, I don't understand. I don't understand why Meryl Streep has to make her point about uh, compassion and empathy by tearing down football players and mixed martial artists. I don't understand why she has to go after football players. Because I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of football players that put on a better show than any of the actors in Hollywood. And I would like to bring to case in point Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb from the Green Bay Packers, who just yesterday... Just hours before Meryl Streep took to the stage to insult them and their, their athletic accomplishments and their contributions to American entertainment. Because I haven't seen the ratings, but I guarantee more people watched the Packers-Giants game last night than the Golden Globes. And, if, and to discount their accomplishments to the American people because they're athletes football players. All we would have left to watch is football. Did you see this Hail Mary pass? If you didn't, allow me to show it to you. They're going to air it out. Rogers does this better than anybody. End zone. Cobb. Touchdown. Unbelievable. I mean, do you know what's required to throw a football In the icy cold, I mean, you're talking about 15, 10 degrees to throw it 42 yards with pinpoint accuracy under pressure and to have someone in the end zone catch it in a small, tiny space like this, that Hail Mary pass required more more experience, more ex- more physical ability, more mental stamina. It required more quick thinking and more skill than any movie that has ever been made in the history of Hollywood. And I'm not like a football fanatic. I like football. I never played football. I do coach my son's flag football team because he begged me to. And so I had to Google, you know, how to coach flag football, but I got some great plays. And last season we did really, we came in second. We came in second. This season, We'll do okay. We, we'll, we may, we'll probably have a winning season, but that's my problem, not yours. But to sit there and discount an entire group of people to try to make your own point that you're vilified, now you're vilifying athletes. You just, you just sat here and said, Hollywood is one of the most vilified segments of society. And you turn around and in the next breath, you say, if it weren't for Hollywood, all you'd get to watch is football Blech. and mixed martial arts, which by the way, is not art. Really? Says who? Why is why are martial arts not arts? Why are they not arts? I don't understand that. I took karate when I was a kid. Remember I told you I got beat up a lot, so my dad put me in karate class. And when I went to karate class, they taught you about the art Of self-defense, the the, uh, art, you know, it took a lot of mental stamina. It took a lot of concentration, a lot of practice, a lot of repetition over and over again, dedication to something that is bigger than yourself. Isn't that what art is? A way to express yourself? Mixed martial artists, football players, they use these outlets as forms of expression. And millions and millions of people love it. More people, I would say, watch the MMA and watch football every year than went to go see La La Land. La La Land was a great movie. I'm not dissing on it. I'm just saying it won the most awards. So for Meryl Streep to get up there and say, hey, all we're going to have left to watch is football and mixed martial arts, a lot of Americans are probably thinking to themselves, great. Now, she did throw in there one thing that I really agreed with while talking about foreigners. She's had to say this about Ryan Gosling. Ryan
0: Gosling, like all the nicest people, is Canadian. (laughs)
1: And that's true. I'm Canadian, and we are lovely people. Uh, And also... Also not too bad to look at. But she went on after she, after she made this point about foreigners and she talked about how uh, they're vilified, how everyone in that room is being victimized. And, and that's one of the reasons, I think, I think what she's doing there, she's trying to set up for the next four years this war that Hollywood has on the Trump administration, this war that Hollywood has on main on mainstream American culture, you know, the Red Staters, the flyover country, everyone between New York and Los Angeles who voted for Donald Trump. And when I say between New York and Los Angeles, I'm talking about everybody. Because with the exception of Minnesota, which doesn't really count in my book, a lot of things are wrong with Minnesota. First of all, it's freaking cold. You got the Vikings. You got all the, you know, what's his name? Uh, the, uh, the guy from Saturday Night Live who's in the Senate. You know what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter. So there's, there's all that, all those people in between that Meryl Streep, for whatever reason, is now just basically ostracizing. And she and Hollywood have declared war, that, thus the Defeat Hollywood t-shirt. You have to make sure that you realize this is going to be an ongoing battle and they're not going to stop until they get their way. Now, uh, one of the big things that that Hollywood does, and I'll get to your comments here in just a minute because I know you guys are making a lot of Al Franken. uh, Oh, yeah, Ventura, too. I totally forgot about that. Uh, Jesse Ventura, Al Franken. State's crazy, man. When it comes to politics, holy cow. If anyone's watching from Minnesota, no offense to you because I know it's not your fault. I know it's not your fault, but you guys, you guys got to do better. Uh, so, so anyway, well, and, and I'll get back to the comments here in just a minute, I promise. But then she went on to the press. And this is this is what really kind of got my I, you know, I understand that as a Hollywood actress, she, you know, everyone has empathy for foreigners. And again, it's not foreigners that anyone is talking about. I'm a foreigner myself. I was born in Toronto, Canada, been here most of my life. But my parents came from Poland before that. And nobody's vilifying foreigners. What we're vilifying are terrorists, people from other countries who come here to do harm, people from other countries who come here with the sole purpose of committing crimes, killing Americans, or, I don't know, uh, doing anything else that would harm us or in any way keep us from recognizing our American dream. And that can be somebody from any other country in the world. It can be from Saudi Arabia, from Mexico. It could be someone from France. It could be someone from Canada. Don't think that there's not crazy people in Canada. They're not all like Ryan Gosling and me. Some of them are a little off kilter. And I'm not just talking about my immediate family. Okay, I am just talking about my immediate family, but I don't think any of them are going to come across the border and do harm to us. Not physical harm, just mental harm. But there are crazy people in every country, people that hate America in every country, people that come across the, the sea or the ocean or the border hell-bent on doing harm to me, to you, to anyone who is just, who calls themselves an American. They hate us just for our nationality. And those are the people we're talking about. Those are the people that are being vilified, not the Hollywood foreign press. Not Ryan Gosling, not who else did she pinpoint, you know, uh, all, the, all the other people, the actors who have come here from Australia and from Kenya and from Jerusalem and Israel. Foreigners are great people. We all understand that. But not when they try to kill us. Not when they hijack trucks and drive them into crowds of people or, or go get guns and, and shoot up uh, shopping malls and airports and, and, and movie theaters. That's not what we're talking about, going on a military base to take, out, to take out our fighting men and women in the military. Those aren't the foreigners we're talking about. Anyway, then she moved on to the press. <laughs> and then she became, she tried to, se- okay, she tried to sell us on the fact that Hollywood actors and actresses were villains or were being vilified. Then she moved on to the press.
0: That's why our founders enshrined the press and its freedoms in our... Wait, positive- hold on. That's
1: the wrong clip. Hold on. Then she moved on to the press. Here we go.
0: We need... The principled press to hold power to account, to, to call them on the carpet for every outrage.
1: I don't really know who she's referring to here because she talks about the principled press. We need the principled press to hold power to, a, to a account, to call, wait, to hold power to account, to call them to the carpet for every outrage. So, so she's calling on the press to call out every outrage. But I don't really think that the press calls out every outrage. I think what the press does is call out selective outrage. I think they decide what really outrages them, what outrages the candidate that they as a media outlet tend to support, uh, they you know they tend to call out the outrages that will keep them from getting a candidate in office who will uh grant them interviews and help them get more money and 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 that kind of stuff if they were really looking at every outrage then they would have done a much better job investigating Hillary Clinton Barack Obama Benghazi uh, the email scandal, uh, Fast and the Furious, pretty much everything that you see on the Drudge Report or on Fox News or on Infowars or even on this on this podcast or on this uh, Facebook live stream, everything that we talk about is something that the press ignores. So Meryl Streep is calling on the principled press to hold power to account, to call them to the carpet for every outrage, but they don't call. Power to account for every outrage, just the outrages that they find to be uh, outrageous, and that's something that Meryl Streep doesn't tend to realize. But you know, for whatever reason, Donald Trump will have has no problem standing up to the press and pointing them out at rallies. I told you that I've told you this story several times. The last place you want to be at a Donald Trump rally is in the media gallery. I was there. I was there in Tampa. I didn't think I would return with my life. Because as I stood there taking pictures and recording and laughing along and enjoying the, the rally, Donald Trump points to, to right at me and says, the media, them, they're liars. And the whole crowd turns around. These are thousands and thousands of people from Florida, from Florida, I'd like to point out, turn and boo and hiss and scream at you just for being part of the media. And I was like, I was waving my hands going, I'm not with them. I'm not with them. I'm not one of them. I'm a little. I'm different. Trust me, I'm different. But they didn't care. So then, in the in the future, when I went to rallies, I made sure I went as as a general uh, a participant. I tried to avoid the press gallery as much as I could. But Donald Trump has no problem, no fear of attacking his attackers, and that includes the media because he knows that they're biased. They're not principled, as Meryl Streep likes to say. They're not the principled press. They are the the uh, the um, press that is. That is biased, they have an agenda, and they are they are propagandists using their power to push forth that agenda on behalf of the people in politics that they want to elevate to the top and we've we 've all seen it happen, and they 're not going to stop just because i mean they 've lost everything, but what 's going to happen is they 're going to start seeing competition. And the principled press, because of the internet, because of Facebook Live, because of podcasts, because of YouTube, because of Twitter, because of Gab, because of all these different media outlets and all these social mediums, because of, of the situation we live in and the technology we have, and because of talk radio, which is, I mean, the, the radio, by the way, talk radio the, is the original social media. It's the original place where people can broadcast and every can, everyone else can jump in and make a comment. Pick up that phone and call. It's been that way. You know, now you people are like, isn't social media great? I can write something and people can comment immediately. And I can comment back and we can have an actual conversation about topics. Okay, Rush Limbaugh has been doing that for 30 years. And before him, there were others. All you need is a radio station and a cell phone or a phone. And you have social media back and forth. This is something, This is, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter are, they're doing something digitally that radio has been doing forever. And the problem that Hollywood has with radio is that they've never been able to, to take it over. They've never seen an audience on talk radio, which if you think about it, is real people in their cars driving to and from work on a local level. They've never been able to grasp talk radio. They've never been able to to get a foothold into that talk radio market because it is what America is really like. It is the social media. And the power of radio is in you people that listen to it. You people on a local level have the power to turn it on and off to go visit advertisers for a radio station, to call and interact, and to voice your opinion live on the air. It's fantastic. It's amazing. It's why I love it. It's why you love it. And it's why Hollywood hates it. <laughs> and also the rest of the press, too. I got off on a tangent about radio. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Meryl Streep. So then she summed everything up by basically saying, we need to, we need to support uh, the press. We need to make sure that our journalists are taken care of. Listen to this.
0: That's why our founders enshrined the press and its freedoms in our constitution. So I only ask the famously well-heeled press.
1: Wait, you're not hearing any audio again, are you? Okay. That's Uh, why our founders... Yeah, for whatever reason, there's no audio on that one. I don't know. I'll figure that out later. Uh, She said, that's why our founders enshrined the press and its freedoms in our constitution. Support the committee to protect journalists. They need us to safeguard the truth. Which it always makes me laugh when I hear somebody say, the media needs to safeguard the truth. Because I'll be honest, I thought that's what we were doing. I thought that's what we were doing on, on talk radio and on Facebook and on Twitter. But I guess I'm wrong. Uh, before she left, she, she basically, she told this little story. It was nice, but also very hypocritical. Listen to what she said about Tommy Lee Jones. Once
0: when I was uh, standing around on the set one day, whining about something, you know, we were going to work through supper or... Or the long hours or whatever. Tommy Lee Jones said to me, isn't it such a privilege, Meryl, just to be an actor? (sighs) Yeah, it is. And we have to remind each other of the privilege and the responsibility of the act of empathy.
1: I hope you heard that. Uh, This little story is, is so hypocritical to me because she ends with a note of empathy. She ends with a note of empathy. And for anyone to start a speech by attacking the president and attacking those people that supported the president or president-elect, for anyone to to go into a speech and say, martial artists are not artists. And if it weren't for me and if it weren't for the people in this room, if it weren't for Hollywood, you would have nothing better to do with your time than watch football. I, I mean, for me, for someone to attack two entirely different industries and two entirely different fan bases in a way to support their argument that they are empathetic, that they how for some reason are much more accepting. We are so accepting of everybody. We're ex- I don't know why I just grabbed my breasts, but I did. Uh, we are so accepting of everybody in Hollywood. We're accepting of foreigners, of the press, of each other, of mainstream America, well, except all of those people who voted for Donald Trump and all of those people who watch football and MMA, what are they thinking? They're, they're low lives. football and MMA. That's not art. Don't they realize what art is? Don't they realize that what we do is art? And we're empathetic. We're empathetic to everyone's needs. However, I'll be honest with you. Meryl Streep did this whole big thing about Donald Trump and that reporter who was uh, handicapped, that Donald Trump, remember he did this thing and he supposedly made fun of him and, and they, you know, they attacked Donald Trump uh, forever. She brought that up again too. And it's, it's really hypocritical. This is where I re- get really annoyed with Meryl Streep, again, a great actress. But she makes a living, oftentimes, making fun of other people, real people, people with problems, people just like her. And she'll empathize with a reporter or she'll empathize with a fellow actor or she'll empathize with the press or she'll empathize with foreigners who she believes are being attacked. But for whatever reason, she won't empathize with the real people who she portrays in Hollywood. And I have to think to myself, well, what's the difference? Well, number one, she's getting paid a lot of money. When she was in my favorite movie, The Devil Wears Prada, and she was portraying Anna Wintour, who is a real live person, and she was basically making this woman out. She played Anna Wintour in an uncomfortable way where nobody, nobody would love this woman. Nobody would want to be with this woman, let alone work for this woman. The film is called The Devil Wears Prada. And she was playing the role of Anna Wintour, a.k.a. the devil. And she did it brilliantly. But was she empathizing with the way Anna Wintour would feel about being, b- being depicted in this manner? Was she sitting around going, you know, I wonder if Anna Wintour would appreciate this. I need to have empathy toward her. But then she got that big fat paycheck and she got all those nominations and she thought this is a really juicy role. This is, you know what, this is a really juicy role. So to hell with Anna Wintour and her feelings. I'm going to take it. And she won all these awards and she got all this great, you know, uh, acclaim and all this money. And now she's getting the Cecil B. DeMille Award. And I'm sure that The Devil Wears Prada was a huge part of that. But she didn't empathize with Anna Wintour. She went out and depicted her as evil as she possibly could. And what about Margaret Thatcher? When she, when, when she played Margaret Thatcher in The Iron Lady, people, people decried that performance because poor Ma- Margaret Thatcher, who suffers from dementia and Alzheimer's and is 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 not in a good place, is not of right mind. Margaret Thatcher is still alive. And Meryl Streep was portraying her in a horrible way. Basically, banking on this woman's mental outbreak or down or uh, or uh, breakdown here's a poor woman who yeah okay maybe politically you thought she was horrible Maybe politically, you didn't like anything that she did. If you're from Great Britain, I know she was a very divisive character. She was, some people loved her, other people hate her. I would say most of the people were in that second category. But the fact of the matter is, she's a real live person with real problems and real troubles. And you go out there and you film a movie. And I'm, get, I'm guessing you're making millions of dollars to do it. And you're getting all these awards and accolades. And here's this, where's the empathy for Margaret Thatcher? I guess, you know, I guess claim is greater than empathy. Let's move on to the next thing, because I understand that when it comes to Hollywood, it's and for me, it's, it's a difficult subject, because I studied film in college. I love movies. I love going to the movies. I hate when, when movie stars use award ceremonies... To push their political agendas. I don't care if they want to go on some political talk show or if they want to go on Twitter or whatever. I'm not going to boycott your movie because of something you tweeted. But if you're watching an award show and somebody gives you some award that's basically, you know, hey, here's how great you are. Take that moment to say thank you. I appreciate it. And and that's it. You yeah, know, that's it. All right. Let's get on to the. Next. Oh, before we get to the next thing, uh, listen to this quickly. Listen to this quickly. I'm going to the inauguration in a week and a half on the 20th. And I decided because here's the thing. A lot of people have been asking me, hey, can you bring me something? Can you bring me back a, a gift or a treat or whatever? Uh, can you do something that, that, that uh, you know, can you get me like a button or a T-shirt or a hat? I just want some piece of memorabilia. I want something that states, uh, you know, that we, you know, from from the 45th the presidential inauguration, I want to I want something from from Washington, D.C. the day that Donald Trump gets inaugurated. My barber was one guy who asked me that a couple people at work. So I'm making this list and I'm thinking, you know what? This is a great way. This is a great way for me to help promote the podcast, because uh, the podcast, which we just launched this year, because a lot of people, a lot of you like and you've, you very much enjoy watching on Facebook and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, But some folks complain that it's too long, that they don't have time to watch me on Facebook, that they have to go back to work. They've been saying, you know, it it eats up too much data because, yeah, I get it. You're not just streaming audio, you're streaming video. And you may not want to eat up megabyte after megabyte after megabyte just watching me, you know, complain about, about, well, uh, pretty much everything. So I created this podcast. There's a link to it in the description of this video. It's on iTunes. Now, in order to have a successful podcast, you have to be uh, promoted on iTunes. And the way they do that is they figure out which podcasts have the most listeners and the most reviews in the shortest amount of time. So I put the link up there. If you have iTunes and if you have a minute, please go on there and review the podcast. Review, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you haven't reviewed it, then it's really easy. Just click the five stars, write a quick review. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to send out this box. Okay. This is, let me get it in the camera there. This is the Deplora box. Right now, it's an empty box. But I'm going to look here. I'll show you. There's nothing in it. It's empty. Okay. but I'm going to take it with me to D.C. And I'm going to fill it up with all sorts of stuff. I'm going to fill it up with T-shirts and hats and buttons. And I mean, God, God only knows what it's going to be like. It's going to be like Bonnaroo, man. It's going to be like Burning Man. There's going to be stuff for sale all over the place. And I'm going to jam pack it with a bunch of Donald Trump, Mike Pence, inauguration swag. And I'm going to send it out to one person. And that person will be somebody who has left me a very nice review on iTunes and helped me get into the uh, new and noteworthy section. So click on that link right above. It says podcast. Uh, it's right there in the description of this video. And then wait for your deplore box. And whatever you write doesn't have to be fact. Again, it doesn't have to be the truth. You know, that's, I'm all about fake news. If you go on there and write, I love this podcast and you've never heard it before. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm just looking for that, you know, help getting, getting projected or getting, getting uh, you know, shot up into the upper echelon of the iTunes universe. Okay. So now here's this next thing that we have to talk about, because this to me is, I was driving to work today and all I could think about was this video of these poor Israeli soldiers who got run over by a truck. Now this truck thing is, l- listen carefully to this, okay? Because this truck thing is scary. This truck thing is scary. Listen to this. First of all, You had the truck in France that plowed through that festival. It happened again at Christmas time in Germany, okay? That's two instances where terrorists have hijacked a truck, Polish guy, driving a truck. Terrorist jumps in his cab, shoots him, takes his truck with him still bleeding to death in the cab, and drives it through a Christmas festival, killing a bunch of of, uh, people in Germany. This happened just like a month ago. Happened just like a month ago. Very sad story. Very horrible story. And then, just this weekend, in Israel in Jerusalem a bunch of israeli soldiers were had just gotten off of a bus whole bunch of soldiers just got off of a bus they're standing around milling around like soldiers do after some long trip i imagine you know they're smoking cigarettes they're talking about you know in israel and I, I mean i don't even i don't know what they're talking about but all of a sudden this truck another terrorist has hijacked another truck big one like a lorry they call them lorries in england big one and he and he ploughs right through well i have video of it if you want if you want it, if you I'm going to show the video. If you don't want to watch it, close your eyes for like 30 seconds because it's graphic. But there's surveillance video of this truck. Here it is. There it is plowing right through the soldiers. And then what you don't see is this truck stops and then goes into reverse and then backs up. Here it is. It's backing up and it's it's re-crushing the bodies of the soldiers. It's making sure the guy behind the wheel is like, I want to make sure I hit these guys. And then instead of speeding off, he drives through one time. He stops the truck he backs up and he drives over the bodies again. Four soldiers were killed, numerous others were injured. Now these guys all have guns, so they immediately start firing into the cab of the truck and they obliterated the guy. The guy's dead. I think he got like 26 shots, which if you know, in my humble opinion, wasn't enough. Maybe a maybe a few more, you know, for old time's sake. But this to me is is petrifying because when you think back about all the attacks or all the all the planned attacks that have been thwarted, it's very it's very difficult to, uh, to plan a mass attack, but it's very easy. In my opinion, again, I've never done any of these things, but it seems to me to be a lot easier to steal a truck and drive it through a group of people than it is to, say, hijack a plane and fly it into a building. And in fact, 9-11, I read the 9-11 report. That took years of planning, took 19 individuals to, uh, to coordinate the attacks here. And I mean, hundreds more. And, and the amount of money that it took and the training to get by a security, to buy all those first-class tickets, it was a massive, horrible attack. It was, it was god-awful, but it wasn't easy to accomplish. Easier than it should have been, unfortunately, but it wasn't easy to accomplish. However, think about how difficult it is for one guy with a gun to shoot a truck driver, get in the truck, and start driving through a crowd of people. It's happened now three times in the past year three times in the past year. Think about all the trucks out there. Just this morning, you know what I was doing? I was driving to work and there was nobody else on the road. It was me and a truck, a gasoline tanker truck. And I was behind the truck and it slowed down and it turned into the gas station. And as I was driving behind this truck, I thought to myself, oh my God, what if somebody hijacks a gasoline tanker truck, drives it into a building, drives it into a church, drives it into some kind of crowd somewhere. And not not only does it plow over innocent people, but it's full of gasoline. It is, it is literally a bomb on wheels. There was video of a tanker truck during the, uh, the winter storms. I want to say, it was, was it North Carolina? It was somewhere. Some guy got out of his car and there was a, a, a turn and this truck skid on the, on the ice of the turn, toppled over the side, landed on the other side of the road and exploded. And it was one of the biggest explosions I've ever seen in my entire life. Think about some crazy lone wolf terrorist having that kind of power. Someone who's not afraid to die, by the way. Somebody who's not afraid to die. Think about that. Think about not even a truck. Think about a car. Think about Ohio State. It's a Everybody has a car. Cars are easy to come by. It's really something that, I mean, just when you think that there's nothing else to be afraid of, or not afraid, just when I shouldn't say afraid because we're not afraid, but just when you think there's nothing else that you need to be wary of or on guard about, you now have to be, when you're standing around near a roadway, because, I mean, think about that too. Whenever you're on a road, whether it's a festival, a parade, the Boston Marathon, think about those attackers with the crockpot. You have to be so vigilant every single time you leave your house. You have to be so vigilant because the terrorists and the people that want to kill us are not going to stop at anything. And they're going to use whatever they can, a truck, an airplane, a crock pot, a a car, knives, anything at all to do damage to America and Americans' way of life. Uh, All right, let me stop crying. I'm not crying. I'm just I'm just. Making a, a point. Sorry, Marty. Uh, let me get a couple more comments here before I wrap it up and say goodbye. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, why are you giving these creeps ideas about gasoline trucks? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think this is a new idea. They've already used trucks in three terrorist attacks in different countries uh, in the last year. I'm pretty sure that they're. I'm pretty sure that this isn't anything new. I'm saying please be vigilant while you're walking around. Marty had said the. Let's see, uh, don't give them. I had, I'm not giving them ideas. This dude is keeping precise media footage. Thank you, Stanley. I think that's a compliment. This is like all the attacks on cops. Honestly, no one is doing anything about these small attacks because no one wants to offend anyone else. There was an attack and I didn't, I didn't hear anything else about it, but just this morning in Orlando, as I was putting the show together, there was a, a cop in Orlando who was shot, just died. i read in the hospital and it was by somebody dressed as a security guard, just walked up, started shooting cops. Shelly Davis, you're funny. You know you care about fake news. I do care a lot about fake news. Thank you, Shelly. Bobby Harvey, she got that award because of all the deplorables watching her art. How do you get podcasts without Apple? Oh, perfect. Uh, you can just, you know what? You can go uh, to the Google Play Store. You can go to Blog Talk Radio. You can just Google Mark K Show Podcast. And there's a thousand different ways to get it. I'm on Stitcher as well, if you're on Stitcher. And uh, and then, you know what? Look, if you want to, you can just continue to watch on Facebook. I put these things on YouTube. In fact, as soon as I'm done here, the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to YouTube and I'm going to put up, a, a, you know, a video of everything that you've just watched so you can watch it there. I'll fix some of the audio problems we had. By the way... Don't forget the Deplore box. This is coming with me to D.C. We are now just about a week away from Donald Trump being inaugurated as the 45th president of the United States. Where's my music? Uh, I have it here. I have it here somewhere. I did have it here somewhere. Maybe it's gone. And uh, as soon as he gets inaugurated, like I said, I'm going to go through and I'm going to find a bunch of fantastic stuff that you are going to want. And I'm going to put it in this box. And one lucky person one lucky person, oh, here it is, who has uh, left me a fantastic review on iTunes will be getting a deplore box. And you know what? Maybe I'll think of something to do for non-iTunes people, too, because, because that's only fair. That's only, I love all people, no matter which operating system you choose to use. Okay, Uh, I'm gonna wrap, it's been like 40 minutes. I'm gonna wrap this one up today. If you want, I'm sorry I didn't get to too many comments, uh, but we were kind of on a roll. If you want to comment or if you have a question, you can uh, message me on Facebook. I'll read some of those tomorrow. You can tweet at me. You can even send me an email, markkshow at gmail.com. Have a happy, safe Monday. Watch out for trucks. And whatever you do, stop vilifying all those Hollywood celebrities. Because they're people too, folks.